You're listening to the CPR of Life podcast, a show about creating community through connection, awakening potential, and uncovering the resilience of the human spirit through an understanding of state of mind. It's about living a life well-lived and uncovering what often gets in the way. Welcome to episode 15. Are you ready to continue the conversation with the wise and passionate Dominic Scafidi? I really enjoyed the chat we had last episode, but I still had some unanswered questions. So I'm grateful that Dominic agreed to come back for round two of this conversation. In our last episode, we talked a lot about the theoretical background behind the law of attraction, the teachings of Abraham Hicks and the three principles. Now we get into the juicy stuff. If you haven't listened to episode 14, I highly recommend you start there. Enjoy this conversation. So welcome, Dominic, for part two of our conversation. I think both of us are looking forward to this one because the last time we spoke, it was, it was kind of theoretical. And now both of us kind of want to get into the juice of what this is about. I think you said it right when, on. when you said it's not like, it's not about, um, what did you just say a little while ago? It's not about being theoretical. Yeah, like this is very practical. It's about manifestation. It's about creation. It's, yeah. it's um, yeah, that's to me what's the most exciting thing about this, right? So when you first learned about it, what, what was the first thing that you started doing to apply this? Do you remember? Well, uh, it, it had to do with the, the, the place that I've seen the big impact is in my business. And it's in my business and it's in the area of abundance and money and clients and business and all of that. Um, and what it is about my business that's um, unusual or, you know, in terms of in my approach is that I say that the way my business works is completely effortless. So um, I'm a coach, so I'm an executive coach. And part of that is you you get clients, coaching clients, that kind of thing. But I... I love my business and I love the work that I do. And there is, uh, in, in the way that my, uh, it's structured, I spend no time at all on business development. A lot of times uh, people will talk about that when you're self-employed or running a business, you must balance you know, between obtaining business and then also delivering business. Yeah, you know, like obtaining that. and maintaining. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, to me, when I first um, uh, when 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 I first started, you know, this self-employed trail <laughs> or path, um, what I found was that um, it was it was interesting because business would show up. Business kind of came to me. Now I didn't understand uh, a lot like law of attraction and all of that at the time, but it was happening. And then by the time, by the point that I um, was a coach, which was a year or two later where I decided I wanted to be a coach and I got trained and certified in coaching, um, I was working with a coach at the time. And um, I said to my coach, well, you know, I've been doing consulting. Now I'm certified as a coach. I want to transition to pure coaching. Like I want to, that's what I want to do with my business. And then she said, okay, well, how do you want to do that? Like, how are you going to make that transition? And uh, I remember on that call, I said, well, I guess I'll talk to people, you know, I had a plan, right? I'll talk yeah. to people in my network and whatever. And then, you know, typical coaching, right? Uh, 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 for that sort of performance coaching, she said, okay, well, so now between now and our next call in two weeks, how many people are going to, so yeah. I had this thing, I'll talk to, you know, 10 people and have a conversation with them. So I can't remember. I think I got to three, uh, two or three conversations. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I don't like this. Yeah, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do this. So you get on the next call. And um, so she says, How, how'd that go? You know, what happened? I said, well, you know, I, I, I did these two, two, two or three meetings and um, I decided uh, that's not it. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm, it's, and now what's odd is my background is sales, like in the beginning yeah. of my core career. So it's not like it's something I don't understand or... Right, yeah. The conversation wasn't... But, um, 
Yeah, yeah. So and then and then what she said was, so she said, oh, okay. Well, she said, so then how are you going to go about this? Like in terms of this sort of transition, um, how will you get coaching clients? And the words that came out of my mouth, it was so funny. I said, well, I'm going to attract them. That's <laughs> sort of my, and I remember when I said it, I thought, that's dumb. <laughs> that really, what, what the heck was that? <laughs> who said that? But, yeah, who said that? What does that mean? Um, said no coach so, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to attract them. And um, I, uh, what, what this is, this was the beginning of um, a practice that I adopted, which was not to create or cause anything, but it was. It was necessary at the time, and I've uh, maintained it. But part of it for me was, you know, this does happen. I, I do um, kind of want something or I'm interested in something, and then it begins to flow to me or show up to me. So in my life experience, and, and certainly when it came to my business, I saw that that was a reality, that I could be interested in something. You know, Michael Neal in 3P, he'll say, you could look in a direction. I saw I could look in a direction. I'm going to start up a coaching practice. Right. And, that, and that stuff would come in that direction, like stuff would happen. But for me, there was part of what was missing was like a trust or belief in it. It was, it was sort of like, um, well, this is, this is dumb. This isn't really actually a, a thing you could rely on. I mean, how can you rely on something like that? Because it, it, it really appears like magic. Um, and, and, and so then what I said, yeah, okay, it, it, it might seem that way, but I don't think it is because there is a reliability to it. And so what I decided to do is I'm actually going to track how this happens or, or, or what's happening. So I began to track things like, you know, I'd get an email out of the blue with someone inquiring about something, or I'd have a phone call and someone would say, you know, I was talking to a, um, a colleague over here and, uh, <clears throat> and I think, uh, you know, you should talk to them. They, they were looking for such and such or whatever. So I started to track how these things would show up. And, and it was really simple. And I called it my attraction journal. Mm-hmm. And, and the attraction journal would just have the date and what happened, right? So on January 2nd, I receive an email inquiring about such and such. Right. On, you know, January 3rd, uh, someone phoned me about whatever. I, you know, so I would track these things. And, um, and then I began to, I would total by month total by quarter, total by year, yeah. I think. And, and so now I've got seven years worth of data. Wow. Because <laughs> it's, it's something that I continue to do. But what I found in the beginning uh, was, what I found in the beginning was it's, it gave me a physical reality of something that just seemed like you couldn't count on it. Right. It, it, it appeared like, well, what, what, what kind of a, in a way, it's like, well, what kind of a plan is that? How do you build a business doing that? Right. right? Well, now I can give you seven years of data. I can tell you, well, you know, really on a quarterly and an annual basis, what happens is I get this kind of an inflow and this sort of an inflow will turn into this percentage of, and, and, it was very interesting for me because it just, it kind of turned something that was pure energy and possibility and made it physical and statistical and trackable. The sociologist in me loves that word statistical coming out. Um, (laughs) So quite a few questions came out of that for me. When you, um, so did you, have you tried it where 
so you've done this over seven years. So you kind of, you can see whatever patterns exist and, and, you know, you have some numbers there. Have you like done like something completely new, like a completely new focus? Because part of that would be attraction that once you're coaching and people get to know you and people would say to other people, you know, Hey, I know Dominic, he's created this. Have you like tried this with something completely new that came into your mind? You have a desire about something and then track that. Well, okay. So a couple of things, first of all, the, uh, the, the tracking of it has remained as a, as a habit. Right. Uh, but what I noticed is I, I, cause I keep this in Evernote. It's just an easy way. It's yeah. an electronic, right? Yeah. And I was looking at it the other day and I go, Oh my God, I don't have any kind of like totals for the past three years. So, so I, I could see how in the beginning, it, it was something that, you know, I'd get a quarterly total and I'd see and I'd see an annual total and all that. And it sort of sort of gave me something. But today it was what I what I saw with it is like I because I haven't done these totals. So obviously I don't have the info. It's not like I'm looking at it to, to, yeah. to guide from anything. But um, it be, because and I don't know what explains that other than I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care. It, 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 yeah. It because at the end of the day, what I could look at is a revenue number. Right. Yeah. And the revenue number. It is speaks great. for itself. So it's sort of like, who cares? Yeah. Right. In terms of that. However, in the beginning, uh, what it did is it it really helped me to have a lot of confidence hmm. about, you know, this isn't this isn't something that if you're lucky. It can happen. Right. Um, and, and, and the way the information would help me is sometimes I'd see, you know, I don't remember what my averages were, but there's something like 15 a month of, of these things would show up. Okay. I, I think on average. And Did if, they increase over back, time, Dominic? Like over the years, did you see? No? Not that I, there's fluctuations both mm. up and down. Yeah. But here's the cool thing about that. that None of that seemed to make much difference to a revenue number either. Right. Yeah. Because I guess, I, and, and I guess part of it is my, my desire is, I mean, was ultimately really around a business, a business that's in abundance yeah. and flourishing. Yeah. So whether you'd need 180 mm. you know, sort of inputs per year or whether you'd need 10, yeah. With, you know, who cares? Yeah. It's <laughs> but, but as long as the flow is there and knowing that the flow is reliable without, uh, without a kind of a business development focus or a yeah. sales focus or, a, yeah. you know, a piece of it. That's the part for me that was more the strong desire. I just want to have a business in this way. Yeah. You said about, have you noticed it change uh, or, you know, can you pick something else or whatever? So partway through uh, a few years into coaching, I started to get into, um, well, I got interested in team coaching, working with teams and being able to coach teams instead of individuals. Uh-huh. Not instead of. It was, it was in like addition to kind of, yeah. yeah. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And then, you know, even if you think about to sell that, yeah, that's a different thing. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's about leaders and leaders wanting you to work with their team as opposed to on an individual basis. So that's an example of where, again, I saw the power in as I got interested in and began looking in that direction. Right. Then these team coaching assignments would come. And that was really, like, I'll tell you this stuff, I don't care how much it turns into or, you know, that it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you can do this. It works like this or whatever. To me, what I love about it is the magic in it. Yeah, It's just really like, how can that be that (laughs) you just suddenly be interested in something like team coaching yeah, and to get all of a sudden either inquiry or questions or conversation 
that now is about teams and working with teams. And um, it's been amazing. And that, like, it's, it's so incredible to me that, that that's it. All I need to do is have that on my mind, like uh, attention to it and yeah. have an interest in it. And it will show up. So... <laughs> And it's it's interesting that you say that because so many new coaches, I mean, I think that's one of the questions always is where do you find clients? You know, it's such a common conversation. Terrible question, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> where do you find clients? Coaching 101. <laughs> terrible, terrible question. That would suggest that they're hard to find and that it's going to take some work or something. I mean, that's not a question that, that I want a lot of interest. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't want a lot of attention on a question like that. Well, and, and so, um, oh, sorry. Yeah, because if, if, if I just metaphor, Jesse Lynn, so where do you find air to breathe? Like, where do you go? I don't. I just breathe. That's a fabulous So you really don't think about it. <laughs> No. And you do trust that as much as you want will be there. And I enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah. I love to breathe. <laughs> yeah. So abundance is the same way. We live in a world of abundance. Mm. Uh, all that you want, all that you want, as much as you want, it's all there. It's not a big deal. There's, in fact, the distinction that I'm more interested in is the distinction of overflowing abundance, not the distinction of abundance. The oh. distinction of abundance is, is one thing, but for me, overflowing abundance is more the reality. There is far more than you could ever use. Um, there, is, there is far more air than you'll ever breathe in your lifetime. And there's far more that shows up that you'll ever have any use for. There are more books, more things that you could read than you will ever get anywhere close to being able to read. Mm -hmm. We live in a world of overflowing abundance. It's not abundance. It is overflowing abundance, more than you ever will require. And you can just tap in and just take whatever is, is useful for you for right now. So where do you find clients? There are more coaching clients, more of any kind of client than you have time for. <laughs> you would never be able to serve the, the clients that are there who, who need the thing, the contribution, the thing that it is that you offer. There are way more than you could ever serve. That's a power. That's, that's a good answer. I hope there's some new coaches listening to that who've asked that question. You <laughs> just said where. So, Dominic, let's talk about energy for a minute because it's such a critical piece of this is energy. Where does that fit into the law, like the law of attraction for you? Well, the thing about energy is that, um, and I'm going to say, um, more than, and I don't know if it's more than or the same as, but the, it, it, it's about formless, formless energy. So wh why that's important is because it's actually the essence of all things. It's the essence of you. We're, we, we are, we live in a, in a world that is um, that formless energy and you know by hear this with you know in it's kind of like with non-duality or the idea of oneness it is mm -hmm. it is one thing like no distinction between us or this computer or any of that um so essence is essence energy is all there is and what 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 i'd say about that is when you go to that, you know, pure essence, consciousness, whatever those words are, it is, um, 
At that point, you're just in pure potential and possibility. But I'm going to call, I'm going to say formless potential and possibility. So anything like if you say joy or love or abundance as a potential and possibility can't even be spoken of. Because if you did speak about it, you're putting form to it. You're taking an energy and putting form. If you and I spoke about what love is, if you and I spoke about what is abundance or what is, you know, joy, we would be putting words to it and we would be limiting it down into something that, in fact, it can't be limited down because it is everywhere, right? So it is everywhere. It is this formless, pure potential and possibility. The cool thing about, but now we look here, we look here and we see a computer, we see me and you, we see, we see stuff in form. And um, the thing about energy and pure potential and possibility is, but this, this that we see is not distinct from that pure energy. So we are still made up of that same thing. And we are indistinct. So there's no stopping, kind of, there's no stopping from me to it to. But that, so, but then that pure possibility is constantly expressing so that it is always expressing into form. So that what appears like two things is the same thing. You don't have being unexpressed. There is no being unexpressed. Being is always expressing. It is, it is this, what you see in form and in physical is the expression of pure possibility. And it is not a separate thing. It is not a thing that's happening over here versus over there. It is a, it is a same thing. It is being expressed. So anyway, this stuff gets very, uh, very heady or can. So, to quote my joke from before, energy matters. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> energy matters. <laughs> I love that one. Um, okay, so going back to, there's, there's so many things, there's so many questions in my head. I want to go back to in the beginning for you when you started. So this practice for you, writing down you're kind of, you're, you're something that happened as, as kind of evidence for you, evidence based along the way. Was that the practice you were talking about that you started? Like when you Um, went back to the beginning of this, say somebody doesn't know about the law of attraction right now and wants to learn more and, and, and wants to kind of implement this into their lives. Is that a starting point? Is to kind of, Oh, this is such a good question because that practice is useless. It, it, it is it, it, so, and if you listen to any of this and pick up any practices, you're, it's it's sure to be useless. <laughs> the 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 interesting thing will be whatever practice might occur to you would be interesting um, because the thing is that you don't get there from a practice because there's nowhere to get to. There's nowhere to get to. This is happening right now in your coach. If you're someone who's a coach and you have a coaching business in your coaching business right now, you are expressing and manifesting the being that you are in that coaching business. And when you look at the way it's manifested, either with, you know, a lot of clients or very few clients, what's really cool is that it is showing you how you are manifesting, how law of attraction works for you right now and what's happening. It's just, it's really cool because it's, there's nothing you need to do to make this work. It's already working. It's not waiting, not waiting around (laughs) for you to make it work. And by the way, it's not waiting around for some technique that you come up with Mm -hmm. that's going to make it work. That practice that I used didn't make law of attraction work. The practice didn't make it work. What it was, was I had a 
belief problem. If I had a belief problem, I had a lot of interference and issue around that sense of that I could relax and Trust. just coach. Yeah. And then more clients would come and more clients would come. I'm the one with the problem. Law of attraction had no problem. <laughs> we so, are the problem. So for me, what happened was, and, and it was, you know, this idea came up with this thing that I could do to just calm myself down in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and to how do, I, how do I gain more faith and knowing in the way that this is all working? Um, and, 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 and trust and, and all of that. So to me, the practice helped me with that. Uh, the practice doesn't make anything happen. No, it is. It's that trust. I think it's like for people to know, like there's, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, ah, you know, but it is to feel comfortable. It's, it's trusting yourself, trusting yourself to trust or trusting yourself with the belief that maybe that's where it's at. And the cool thing is, whether or not you trust yourself or whatever, it'll, it'll, it's still working. <laughs> it's still working. So if it's hard to find clients and it you know, takes whatever or money's tough or anything like that, you will find that that's the case. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like it works. It works very consistently. Yeah. Right? And, and so it... it um, uh, and by the way, you don't need any course for it. And you don't need any, um, you don't even need to read anything because, um, you know, I'm a follower of Abraham Hicks uh, when it comes to this and uh, Abraham Hicks, and the teachings of Abraham. And so Abraham will say life teaches you, right? So words don't teach, only life experience can. So that's good news. <laughs> We don't have to go to school. We don't have to study. We don't have to do anything. Um, life's working this way. It's always working this way. It's never worked differently than this and never will work differently than this. And so it will teach you everything. Uh, it's sort of like um, you'll figure out what to do based on sort of what's happening in life. Um, I, I've used this analogy before. Uh, you know, if you, I think if you do Facebook lives, I think you show up in reverse. I, I don't know. Like if you're wearing a t-shirt, it shows up like mirrored image. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's something about the way that that, but, but you can imagine if you took a camera or whatever, you did a flip thing yeah. where, where you're getting an image that would be the opposite. Um, imagine if that was happening. And so in other words, if I lifted my right hand in the, right. Imagine how freaked out you'd be if you're starting to see that. Right. Well, but, but so long as that is the way it works, you don't need to take a course, nor would you need to read a manual. (laughs) All you would do is pay attention. If you, if you would pay attention, you could actually figure out how to do this. So, because you figure it out, you you go, oh, I see. That kind of surprised me because it comes up the other direction. But but it's not complicated. Mm. Life teaches you. Words don't teach. Only life experience does. And no matter how many manuals you read, it would never get you good at it. You must be in front of it doing something and common sense would tell you. There you go. What do you think of people who spend a lot of time doing, well, not what do you think of them, not of the people, but what do you think of like things like vision boards and this kind of stuff? Because you see a lot of people, especially at this time of year, January is the time to get together and, and, and create these visions of. Yeah. So any, anything you do is fine. There's nothing, nothing wrong with anything you do. The universe is responding to energy. So the universe isn't responding to your words or anything that you put into form. That's why I said practices and all that stuff are useless, anyway, right? Because, because the practice, anything in form is unable to create anything in formless. 
you know, uh, Dick and Bettinger, uh, I love, he, he has this quote that says, that which is created cannot create. Right. We just, I love that quote too. Yeah. So yeah. that which is created cannot be created, uh, cannot create. And so um, you inform, and certainly all the words you use are now a creation. That creation is not able to create anything. All creation is happening from nothing. It is happening from pure essence, that energy. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's a cause and effect that flows only in one direction. We, we, we can't shift around uh, the world or the people or the buildings and cause anything to happen. And everything that is out here is only ever coming from and flowing from that essence. So from that energy being that you are is flowing all that is manifest in your experience. So a vision board, all of that, the... So as long as you're clear that none of that that you do is creating anything in your physical reality, if you're clear about that, you should really do whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) That putting pictures of cars and homes and all of that up into a vision board, if you really understand that that, nothing flows from that to a car in the garage. Nothing flows from that into a big home. If you really understand that, that anything in form will not create anything else, then do whatever you like (laughs) and enjoy it. The purpose of life, as Abraham quote, the purpose of life is joy. Want to do vision boards, want to do affirmations, anything you want to do in form, you should go ahead and do it. But just be clear. It's the going back to the energy of it. Yeah, yeah. You're um, there's a lot you do that is inspired. There's a lot you do that's inspired that comes from formless. So you may want to put up a vision board because you just love the the the. the those places you could travel to. You just love that kind of a home and that those sorts of furnishings. So something may inspire you to do a vision board because it's kind of like you are tuned into this sort of desire or interest or whatever. I mean, what makes a vision board any different than you walk into um, a chapters, you know, a bookstore, you walk into a bookstore and you go over to the magazine section and you find yourself always in by architectural digest and these homes and all of this stuff. You keep flipping through them. Yeah. Is it? There's something there that's of resonance. There's something there that you, you, you couldn't like, why don't you move to popular mechanics enough with this looking at architect? Why don't you go over here? Because you can't help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> And, that, and that's the thing around when, when, some, when something flows, this sort of the, 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 this vibration or energy that you are will resonate with certain things and doesn't resonate with other things. And so you're, you might be inspired to put up a vision board because you, you, you it just, it's wonderful. It's like a great thing to look at or whatever. And that's kind of cool. It might even ha- have you settle into or whatever. Like you, you it, it, but when it's expressed from you, as opposed to you using this to sort of try to manipulate or change anything, yeah, that's where there's um, a problem because the universe is not responding to your words or any of that. You, 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 it, the, the, the universe response is only energetic. It's energetic. I'm trying to think of how to ask this question. Do you, do you kind of run your, your life by like how something feels? Like if it's like, say you're having a conversation with somebody who's interested in working for you and it just, something just doesn't feel right with the energy. Does that guide you? Do you use that as kind of like a, you know, a guiding point to make a decision? Huh? 
Yeah, so I'm paying a lot of attention to that now. And um, I don't even know if that was right. So that's probably not right. I'm paying a lot of attention to that. I've developed a lot of sensitivity to it. I've developed a lot of sensitivity to that, the feeling, the energy of something. And um, by the way, the, the, um, this, has, this has been tremendous even in business, like saving me a ton of time. And you know, when, you're, when you're, doing, you're self-employed and a lot of what you do is kind of like billable, right? Like yeah. coaching is right? <laughs> Um, so if you spend time doing non-billable things, you're spending a lot of time just making less money and yeah. you know, whatever. So if you take anything like, say, team coaching and that kind of stuff, these were things that were very stressful for me. Uh, me doing training courses, like I train managers, leaders and managers to, to develop coaching skills themselves. But for me to prepare a training course and do all that, the, the, these kinds of things were really stressful and I'd prepare. Really what I'd do is over-prepare. Right. I, I think we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what, what, um, what I know is that, that the, the feeling and energy is... That there's something in that that is manifesting continually, right? So now there's a period, you know, there's a buffer of time. Abraham calls it a buffer of time. So from the from the energy to the manifestation, in form, we have a buffer of time, mm. and that's a great thing. And why it's a, people would say, well, it's not a great thing because I want to have this, you know, feeling of having a car in my driveway and I want to walk out and see it there. And what's really cool about a buffer of time is it helps you to shape or shape or tune Refine what's them. coming. Yeah. So what happened with me, like in business, I would find that 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 stress, it would lead me to doing lots of preparation, a lot of work, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, etc. As I began to see that there's guidance in the feeling, that then there was something unproductive or not useful about this feeling that that, um, before I was responding to by saying, oh my God, I must be running out of time. I, I haven't prepared enough. I need to do more preparation. I've got to do more stuff. So I was thinking that the feeling meant that, you know, there's this important thing and I need to respond to it. Yeah. Um, instead, now the, the sensitivity I have is feelings of resonance or dissonance are resonant and in alignment with my desire and what I want. And dissonant is contradicting and resisting what I want. You know, that's just common sense. If you really got that, you kind of wouldn't be giving this one a lot of attention. Yeah. The other one is is getting you, is, is kind of in flow of what you want versus the other, which is resisting what you want. There would just be a common sense if, if, if you really saw that yeah. and felt that, you'd spend less time in one than another. So, yeah. I remember studying that in psychology, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Mm. I like that word. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, um, yeah, there, there, there's something about, um, that, that roughness of feelings, which happens in impatience and anger and frustration and all of that compared to a resonance or smoothness in feelings of peace, joy, um, uh, tranquility, uh, of, of, um, yeah. They're two different. I spend a lot of time with my clients on that. Like, what's your starting point? How you're showing up? And it can be with kids. It can be with adults. It can be with teachers. It can be with, you know, business leaders. How how you're showing up in that moment is a lot about kind of your energetic space that you're in in that moment. Because even like if you're in a space, like say with Finley, sometime I'm, I'm, I'm angry or I'm tired. <clears throat> and so I'm showing, I'm not showing like how I'm showing up 
in that moment that that will affect probably the outcome of whatever our interaction. It's starting from a point of me being tired or fed up or frustrated. And it can make such a difference. Like just kind of feeling our own space and kind of where we're at, how we're starting something. I just say, how you're, what, what's your starting point? Mm. But it's a really interesting conversation to have with people. But it's also for me been a big, we always teach what we need to learn the most. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I do find when I'm in kind of what you would put as a, as a space of dissonance, like when I'm in that kind of space, it's a space where I'm struggling with something. I'm, I'm, I'm having like a big thought storm around something or I'm tired or, you know, the list of things. But it's always to do with kind of where I'm at, my starting point. It, it always is. Be, 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 because feeling is always created by thinking. So that, that anytime there's feeling, you're, you, you know that there is thought involved. So thought yeah. is creating feeling. You are feeling thought. Um, and um, yeah, Ab Abraham says, um, thought is the creator. So thought is what is creating the world, our experience, all of that. Thought creates that. Um, and feeling is the indicator of the direction of that thought. So when I am creating in alignment with pure desire, in alignment with, with what I most want, when I am creating in alignment with my highest self, my, yeah, no other way to say it. When I am in alignment with my best me, by thought, the thought I'm giving to the homeless person on the street, the thought I'm giving to the news that I'm reading, when I'm in alignment with my highest self, that will feel good. That will feel good. That will be resonant with the energy of my source. That is resonant with my pure energy. That is, that is me. When I... Think in a way that is in opposition to that, that is in resistance to that, that is contradicting who I am. Then I am pushing against a flow of energy, which is a source energy. I am resisting that energy in some way with thought. And it will feel bad. So if I just use good and bad, one will feel good. It will re be resonant. It will feel smooth. The other will feel resistant, rough, and and so you'll get these other emotions. <laughs> but there's no such thing as, you know, some bad thought or good thought. This is a really important distinction. There's no such thing as a good thought or a bad thought. The question is relative to what? Relative to what? And that is relative to source energy, to a perspective from source. So your thinking relative to a perspective from source energy, is it in alignment with that or not in a in order to create a dissonance? or resonance. Otherwise, there is nothing there. Relative to what? <clears throat> I like that. That that sits really well when you're thinking about it because thought is just a neutral thing. And we kind of create a story around it. I was reading a recent distinction because I never understood this about, um, because it's, an, it's, an, it's something that's important. Your desire is important. The way I'd say it today is your, your desire is important because what it is is source energy expressing through you into form. Well, that for you shows up as desire. It, it, it's kind of, you know, passion, interest. 
there's this energy of life that is wanting to express through you and 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 really moving you in the same way that it it breathes you and and flows your blood it's the same energy but it, it's doing that also in terms of where your attention is going what your interests are where your passion is and so um abraham distinguishes pure desire because abraham will say that your your thought is creating and feeling is an indicator of the direction of your creation of mm-hmm. what you are creating in thought. And when you create in alignment with your desire, that feels good. When you are contradicting it, it will feel bad. And so part of it for me was I thought, well, you know, really desire. I mean, sometimes I have like stupid desires or desires that aren't really like, really, I, you know, I want more money or I want whatever it is. That's an interesting one. A pure non-contradicted desire. When you look at your desire, a lot of it has something in it which is kind of not, I don't know, not pure. Let's say I want more clients. Mm-hmm. Well, really, like, why do you want more clients? Well, you know what? Because money's tight and I need more money. Oh, so that's it. Yeah, you know, things aren't that great. And if I just had more clients, then, you know, things would be feel better. And uh, so we're starting to see that we don't have pure desire. Right. So, and the universe doesn't hear what you say. The universe and how law of attraction works is it just keeps matching you up with your energy. It just keeps matching you up with your energy. So when you say you want more clients, when you say you are focused on more clients and what you are doing is taking a course to figure out how to run Facebook ads so that because Facebook ads will eventually, well, nothing wrong with any of that. But my question is, what's at the basis of why you're doing it? Since when were you ever interested in Facebook ads? Uh, like, like it's this. Like, where did that even come from? <laughs> so, so well, you know, because I saw a video and they said that I wouldn't have to worry about clients anymore if I figure out how to do Facebook ads. Then I yeah. can, like the open rate's going to be this, and the sign up rate's going to be that, and and so again, nothing wrong with that because there's people who've kind of created these things from pure desire, right? So they, mm. there's people who've done it. But but you need to pay attention for you. Is this coming from lack? Is this coming from scarcity? Yeah. So because the universe doesn't hear what you say, the universe will keep matching you up with your energy. And if your energy is one that has an attention and a drive based on fear and scarcity, you will continue to experience more and more of that. I know somebody who always says, I'm always broke. I'm always broken. I'm like, ah. <laughs> it, it's like what words to kind of to sit in. The pure desire. That's mm-hmm. where were you reading about that? Yeah, that one is in their book called Law of Attraction. I tend not to read much Abraham Hicks, uh, but I'm I'm starting to, like I kind of just started to read some Abraham Hicks. I find that the live workshops and and what you get on YouTube of actual interactions, I find find it very alive. (laughs) It's it's alive because it's coming out of presence, right? There's a lot in that too. You can't get it wrong. You'll you, like you'll learn and pick up whatever is relevant and useful for you at the time. Like even people listening to this podcast, yeah, um, this it it'll it'll be complete gibberish. Right? <laughs> it will be total gibberish to a lot, right? Yeah, and although to a lot, they won't. They will never even come across the podcast. Yeah. Right, so they won't even even come across the podcast to be able to listen to say, "Yeah, that was complete gibberish." <laughs> um, 
but but you can sort of just trust that you know where you're you're going to tune in and pick up with where you're asking and what what you're asking for is kind of what you'll be able to hear out of anything so it just i was just going to say what resonates with you and then i looked down and i saw the word resonance resonates it's so it's it's so simple and it makes so much sense you know the greatest teachings the greatest um understandings are so simple in life and we tend to go after the complex and look for the we we, we look for the difficulties in life it's, it's what I'm kind of feeling more and more Dominic there's one more thing because I'm, I'm mindful of the time I'm not sure I forgot to ask you about your schedule but I wanted to touch on um, a conversation we had a while ago was about receiving mm, yeah because I think there's something quite significant in, you know, asking pure desire, kind of <clears throat> being aware of that. But in the receiving was really, it's an important aspect of it as well. It's the only thing that matters. It's almost the only, uh, so I'm going to say receiving or allowing. Mm, okay. Receiving or allowing. Um. It's the only thing that matters because that's about the only point that you might have anything to do with it. So why you might have something to do with it there is because from a free will perspective, um, you, you can resist. You, you can, yeah, you, that, and, or you can allow. Right. So th th this is about the only place where, and this is the part that matters, right? In the beginning, so Abraham talks about three steps and life causes you to ask. So, you know, the vision boards and all that stuff, you don't need any of it be mm. because just living your life has already caused an asking. So you don't need a vision board. You just, you open up a bank book and there's not enough money there, so I want more money. Um, there's a homeless person on the street, and I want our cities, I want everyone to have enough. Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, people are rude in the store, and you want people to be more courteous to each other. Life causes you to ask. So in, in the step one of a creation, of this creation process, uh, you you don't do anything. You you just live your life, and that life inspires desire in you. And whether you say it or not, and whether you put it into a vision board or not, <laughs> with, with, no matter what, energetically there is a wanting. Mm. Energetically, there is a desire for something, right? Now, that desire you have no choice over. So this is the part, the free will part, where it says, no, you don't get a choice in that. That's like when you walk into the bookstore and you walk over to the, you know, homes, beautiful homes magazines, and you're not going to popular mechanics. You don't get a choice about that. Just go ahead and try and change it. Why don't you, why don't you go over to the quantum physics section? How come you're not reading that? Why are you over here? Like, just try and change it. You don't get a choice, right? So, so life causes you to ask. There is a wanting. And that wanting and the asking is an energetic. So as you want, pure desire is all that's heard, right? So when you want, it is given formlessly. It's the trouble with this, right? So wait a minute. I want more money. And it is given. Abraham wrote a book, Ask, and it is given. And when you listen to Abraham, they say, what, when you ask, it is given right away. And people go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I asked for money. I don't have any more money. Right? So, but we're talking energy. We're talking in the world of form. So the desire happens. The answer is given so that the possibility for what you have asked for is instantly available to you. And then step three is what you said, receiving and allowing. Mm. But you must allow that which you've asked for 
for, to express into form. You must allow what you've been asking for to come into form through you. And that's the only way it can come into form. In order for you to experience what you've been asking for, to experience abundance and effortlessness in your business, what, for, that, for that to come into your experience, you must allow that. You must receive what you've been asking for. And those of us who've, done th- who, who've studied three principles know that the way that formless comes into form, as Sidney Banks said, is first via thought. So for you to allow and receive your mind to change, you must allow new thinking into your mind because that's the beginning of the manifested world for you. That's the beginning of your experience is new thinking, a, a, a change of mind. So somebody who maybe doesn't understand or, or, or is not too familiar with the 3P or LOA and, and, and they're thinking about the steps in this and, and they might be asking, well, how do I, like, how, how do I do this? Could you give an example, like something? Um, well, the, the, um, I'm trying to think about in my business. Well, I guess a, a little bit about basis of knowing that your whole experience and your reality is coming through from thought. Hmm. So that, I mean, that there's something about that. All your experiences, you're thinking about your business. So that's, there's something about that. So when you want something different, it's going to first show up in thought. And then, of course, that thought will turn to things. It, it, it'll, turn, it'll turn more physical. Um, in my business, a few years ago, there was, you know, I, I have this desire or interest or whatever around more and more and more and more, right? So I like to see revenues increase. I like to see more money. I like to see this is an important thing for me. And um, so one year, uh, it might have been three years into my coaching or something, something like that. I looked, I looked, and uh, um, I, I was three months in, something like that. So I take a look in my accounting system, and, I, and I, I glanced at the revenue number, and I just felt this sharp, like, <laughs> and, and I did the math. I did the math, and this, didn't tr- this wasn't looking good. Like, if you multiplied it out, it was actually horrible, right? And it was nothing like an increase in business. It would be something to worry about in, in the way it was going. And um, that was uh, a great example of kind of what I knew was that the feeling I experienced when I saw it completely sucked. Mm. And then I knew that um, that was an example of if I began to focus there and try to figure it out through thinking, like, okay, well, now what am I going to do? How, like, what's a plan I could have so I could turn this around? I, I, I knew that this was off track, like, for me to, mm-hmm. to do that. And I knew from the feeling of it. So what I did instead and, and is, is, um, is I thought what occurred to me, again, this is really weird, but it, what occurred to me was, okay, I need to stop looking at that number. <laughs> So I had this thought, like, I've got, okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to look at that. <laughs> I'm not checking my quarterly numbers. <laughs> oh, that, that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, that's dumb. Like, how, how is that going to help anything? Here, here's a problem, and now I'm not going to look at it? Like, how's that even going to work? And so, but it, but it was a, a thing that I sensed was don't look at that. Mm. And then what, what it is, so it, you, what it is, is I began to get interested. So what, what will I focus on instead? Cause you got to watch it with, you know, the way law of attraction works. You can't say, I'm not going to look at that. So from a feeling perspective, this is a very resonant feeling, a very good feeling. 
which, by the way, if you think about allowing or receiving, that puts you into allowing or receiving mode. You are more open to hearing or receiving new ideas, new thought. Uh, um, so something like four or five months later in that, in that uh, same story, uh, I happened to have received a check. It was like one of the biggest checks I'd ever gotten. And now I'm in my accounting system and I'm trying to, you know, do the entries. And my, my eyes went up to the revenue line. <laughs> and I looked up there. And I remember, I remember thinking, well, that's better. <laughs> and so there was a turnaround in the revenue number. And, and now I was projecting to a great year. Um, but but that's, um, that's a thing about you must be willing to receive, you must be willing to allow what you've asked for. You have to feel for that. And the feeling of allowing it to come versus I, I'm going to make it happen because I'm in the middle of a crisis and I'm going to make it happen. Those are two different feelings. One of them is allowing, the other one has resistance to it. And trying to control it. Yes. It's like in, the, in, that, in that other one, trying to control it and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Using my physical effort to make it happen versus receiving what I've asked for. And expressing that through my physical effort as part of the, what's created. These are two different things. I don't know if that was clear. Yeah. But action is there. Action is there, but it is received and inspired action that is expressing something which is different than, this is what I want, I'm not getting it. I will now use my action to manipulate physical reality so that I can get what I want. It's just a lot of resistance in that. You will be very tired whether or not you get what you want. You will be very tired by the end. <laughs> when you were talking about not looking at the number there, it just reminded me, I, uh, I heard um, somebody ask a question. And it was from one of the clips that you sent me. And I went on to the, the YouTube and it was about somebody who was struggling with weight loss. And they said, do not step on the scale every day, like throw that scale away because you're constantly looking at a number that, <laughs> that you don't want to be in, like you don't want to be in that. <laughs> so it was, it was, so I thought about that when you were thinking about the, when you were looking at your numbers there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good example. Like, that's a good example of how it, 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 there's no rule to that. Like, it's like you couldn't, you, you know, you wouldn't say to someone, oh, don't step on the scale. That's a rule compared to stepping on the scale, right? What you've got to pay attention to is how's that feel? Yeah. So in other words, you step on the scale and you feel like crap, it so there is some way that you use thought and those numbers and you've got that all linked together and the meaning that you are providing it, which is really not helpful. And yeah. you can tell by the way you feel. Yeah. And so, so, so that's why it's like, okay, well then don't step. And by the way, and that step on the scale is just a shortcut. It's like, why put yourself through that? Because right. that's yeah. the way you got wired. Yeah. Right. Um, someone else may step on that scale, look at the number, be, you know, inspired to action, be, you know, yeah. feel whatever it is. Oh, good. I'm building muscle. Like who knows? Yeah. But it, so it isn't the thing itself. Again, thought is involved. Yeah. That's essential. Thought is always. Involved. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the story that goes behind, you know, what you're feeling. What's, you know, what are, I say it's what's, what's going on in the ticker tape of your thoughts always. <laughs> so Dominic, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, I really enjoyed part two and I'm, I'm hoping maybe at some point we might even be continuing this conversation, but we are going to do a webinar on this. Um, I think we've talked about that. Um, I want to appreciate, I want to, I want to appreciate, I appreciate you and, and, and taking the time to do two conversations with me over this holiday period. 
and I want to wish you all the best in the new year. Oh, thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate your interest in this. This is, um, this, this is something that's really, uh, interesting to me. Um, very important to me. And, um, and what I notice is that I learn so much in conversation about it. I learn so much as people have questions about it. It, it, it helps me understand what the heck I'm doing. Like I don't even, you know, because <laughs> right. like, the questions help me to kind of, you know, think more. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and for your interest in it. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Dominic. Dominic. So take care and we'll chat with you soon. My conversations with Dominic always leave me feeling inspired. His energy and love of life are infectious. This was a great conversation, and it really cleared up a lot of what is meant by the law of attraction and the teachings of Abraham Hicks. At least for me, it did. I'm grateful to Dominic for taking the time to have these conversations. Here are a few thought mom takeaways. When you take pure energy and try and conceptualize it, you are attempting to put form to energy. However, you'll never really fully capture the potential of it. We live in a world of overflowing abundance. The direction you look in matters. Why not focus on overflowing abundance? The direction of your energy determines the path that you are on. It's a great thing to pay attention to for a variety of reasons. Receiving, willing, and allowing are all about resonance and a good feeling. And finally, the purpose of life is joy. So go and live your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be really grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes. If you have comments or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, be well, be inspired, be you. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll share this podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Jessie Lynn, please check out the contact page on her website, jessielynnmcdonald.com. Also, we'd be beyond grateful if you would leave us a review. Join us next time for another edition of the CPR of Life.